tomorrow is primary election day. And 77 WABC keeps you updated on the races to watch as primaries put issues to the test. Now, here's Dominic Carter. And good evening, everyone. Dominic Carter here with you, and we have a lot to unravel as you are about to make your decisions for tomorrow's primaries. And, of course, during the course of the hour, we will be taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And in minutes, we'll talk with lobbyists and City Hall expert Sid Davidoff, who'll be joining me live in just a couple of minutes. There are a lot of things at stake. And let me say this to begin the conversation. These days, everyone complains about our political process, and rightfully so. Now, tomorrow is your chance, your opportunity to do something about it. Don't complain if you don't vote. If you want to bring about change, the time to do it, whether you feel it's important or not, is coming up in just a matter of hours at 6 a.m. when the polls open in the state of New York. So yesterday, August 21st, was the last day to vote by mail. And the congressional and state senate candidates were all out in force all weekend making their closing arguments in some of these hard-fought races. New York has never held a primary in August before, and the stakes are high. And why is it happening this time? Primaries were delayed. A delayed vote date after a judge ordered a redrawing of political maps. And so there are races and pockets all over uh, New York from upstate to down, from Long Island to uh, to the Hudson Valley. And so, for example, I'm going to get to the hotly contested ones, the 12th Congressional District and the 10th Congressional District in New York City in just a second. But let's let's start out by looking at Long Island. For example, Long Island has three open seats, three, and plenty of candidates. So for the first time in recent memory, Three of Long Island's four congressional districts are open seats. This is the time where you get to put your stamp on the political uh, process. There's been a lot of political jockeying going on to fill these uh, these seats. And, uh, for example, you have uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin and uh, also Tom Swazi. Uh, they both decided to run for governor rather than re-election. So Zeldin earned the GOP spot to challenge Governor Kathy Hochul coming up in November, and Swazi came in third in the Democratic primary. Meanwhile, four-term uh, Congresswoman Kathleen Rice announced in February that she would not be seeking re-election. So there is an upstate New York race that could be a midterm bellwether. 
a midterm bellwether, a forecaster of what may be coming down the road in terms of the midterm elections in just a couple of months. And the big races that everyone is watching, the big races that everyone is watching is the uh, Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney squaring off against another longtime member of Congress, Jerry Nadler. Jerry Nadler in New York's 12th Congressional District. Now, this is a race that has turned two incumbents into rivals. Two incumbents into rivals. And so what we're going to do, we're going to break that race down. But first, I want to get right to our guests right out the gate. And we are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. With us is lobbyist and City Hall longtime insider, Sid Davidoff. Thank you, uh, Sid, for joining us live this evening. Thank you. Thank you for having me. As always, a pleasure. So... Here we are in the dead of August, and there are primaries all over New York. A very broad, open-ended question. What are you, Sid Davidoff, looking at, and what should the people be looking at? You know, Dominic, you set the stage very well on the the Long Island races and um, a couple of the upstate races, certainly the 10th. You also missed the 12th. You also missed the 10th, which was is um, in Brooklyn. Mostly broken. You also have uh, downtown Manhattan, um, and that's a big race where you've got ten candidates. So I'm going to be looking at the congressional races. Uh, I'm going to be looking at which uh, which one of the two stalwarts who are committee chairs um, and between Nadler and Maloney, um, which one is going to win. I don't think personally that Patel will be able to overcome them. It is possible. And therefore, we will lose two committee chairs uh, for New York, which I think uh, is a disaster for us, uh, assuming that the Democrats keep the Congress. So, Sid, uh, before before you continue, let me ask you this question. So you're referring to Mr. Patel, who is a uh, businessman in a prior race against Maloney. He came within four percentage points, but he is a newcomer to the political process. And uh, if he wins, as you just mentioned, New York lose the chairmanships of the House Committee on Oversight and Reform and the House Judiciary Committee. So if Absolutely. he if he wins, it's a political disaster uh, if you believe that, that having uh, an official in these chair, chair positions is very important. But, but New York still loses to a degree because no matter who wins, if it's Maloney or if it's Nattler, New York is going to lose one of these chairs, correct? Yeah. Someone, we are going to lose at least one chair in this race regardless. And I'm assuming it won't matter that much if uh, the Democrats don't keep the House, uh, which is, you know, up in the air. Though I think we will, and uh, they will nationwide. Uh, but assuming they, they keep the House, losing a chair of seniority of both of either one of these members is, is huge to New York. They have been influential. They bring a good deal of, of uh, dollars to New York. Uh, a good deal of, of credit to New York, uh, and losing one is going to be um, is going to be very hurtful to us. 
We are chatting with Sid Davidoff, lobbyist, city hall expert, been around a long time, knows the city and city government and city politics like the back of his hand. I want you, let's stay on the 12th congressional race for a second. That's the one that it seems like the entire nation is watching the most. Two titans going up against each other, Nadler and also Maloney. Maloney, uh, based on polling, she's trailing and, uh, and, uh, and the congressman that is Nadler has got the endorsement of the Times. He's got the endorsement of uh, of Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer. And maybe, maybe, maybe Maloney is looking at the handwriting on the wall because I want you to listen to as she is going after uh, the congressman, her colleague, uh, referring to him as senile. I think that you should uh, read the editorial in the New York Post today. They call him senile. They cite his uh, performance at the debate where he couldn't even remember who he was, who he impeached. He said he impeached Chuck Bush. And so, Sid Davidoff, this thing has gotten very, very personal. Very personal. And I'm a little bit surprised uh, that uh, Callan pulled that card. Uh, it shows that she's reading the polls and feels that there is necessity to go negative up to this point. You know, they've been very cordial to each other, uh, and she's taken the route, rightfully so, of it's important to have a woman um, in, in the Congress of her stature uh, since Roe v. Wade uh, overturned. So, um, it, you know, I think that she she's grasping to go after Jerry. Jerry, on the other hand, has pulled a the Another card, because if he is defeated, he will be there will be no Jewish person from New York City representing the Congress, which is the first time in, in memory. Wow. Uh, and, you know, yeah. And he's, you know, he said that. So he's he's pulled that card into the, you know, to the to the Jews of the city. Uh, this is an uh, this is an important um, a representative to them. He's the, the last. He'll be the last one. Um, there will be none left. So it, this is a race that it's um, very hard to predict. Uh, you've got you got these two titans. You've got this newcomer who's saying, you know, it's time for us to, to turn around and look uh, and, and have somebody with new ideas. And he's, he's made very good commercials. Uh, we're in, a, uh, obviously, in August, as you said, we've never done this before. We have uh, many people out of town. I don't think on election night, and I think you and I will be talking then, I don't think an election will be even able to. Uh, this is one of those races we may not be able to call because we won't have um, the write-ins. And this right, is the absentees. Well by the write-ins. That that's a great point. That's a great point. We are chatting with Sid Davidoff, an expert on politics, and you mentioned the third candidate in the twelfth uh, congressional race, which is uh, Mr. Uh, Patel, a, a businessman, and he says, "I want you to listen to this, Sid." He says on the stump, which is over tonight, that it is time for generational change. Generational change needs to come to the Democratic Party. It needs to come in a pragmatic way. So, you know, I'm the only candidate in this race who's put out comprehensive plans on the economy, on immigration. We're running this campaign with the same zeal, optimism, and hope that my family brought to this country when they had nothing. And so 
uh, Siraj Patel, uh, he's run before. Again, you know, his claim to fame is he came within four points of Carolyn Maloney before. But I, I just don't see it this time around. How about you, Sid Davidoff? I, I don't see I, In fact, I think he hurts Carolyn because you're right. He ran, he, uh, ran twice. He uh, lost by four points. It was a much closer race than we could have predicted the last one out. Uh, so he's known to her constituents. Um, uh, and therefore, he'll, he will draw from, I think, he will draw from her vote. He hurts her in this race much more so than he hurts uh, Jerry. So uh, that's going to be interesting. That's the uh, 12th Congressional District. Let's now switch and talk about the 10th Congressional uh, District, in which it seems like Daniel Goldman, the former federal prosecutor who served as counsel to House Democrats in President Trump's uh, first impeachment uh, trial, he is the far front runner. It looks like uh, that even though it's a crowded field, that no one's going to be able to catch him. Do you do you get that feeling? No, no, I don't think necessarily. Look, certainly he, he got the Times endorsement, and he spent several million dollars of his personal fortune at Levi Strauss uh, Air, uh, and God bless him for being able to do that. I don't take anything from him. However, I think this is a race that you've got several elected officials in there. They've run before. He's never been before the public in terms of voting. So you have several elected officials Kalina Rivera, Joanne Simon, uh, you know, who really have had a constituency and have a field organization. So I think this one, as as much as Goldman may be the front runner from what we're seeing, I think because of of the kind of the timing of this, the lack of the numbers that will vote will be small. I think that the organization here will be very important. You have 1199 with Kalina Rivera. I think you're going to see a ground field operation that may overcome Goldman's lead. Interesting. So in a second, I'm going to take a break. And uh, at the bottom of the, of the hour, towards the bottom of the hour, we're going to uh, open up the phone calls and take your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Right now, we are chatting with uh, City Hall expert Sid Davidoff. So, Sid, explain this to me. Night after night, when folks call here on the radio program, they complain about the politics of America that currently exist, right? But yet, it's expected to be record uh, lack of voter turnout tomorrow. The two don't add up there. You're absolutely right. You know, we those of us in politics uh, have been saying this for years. Last uh, the gubernatorial election. 13 percent of the people voted, uh, you know, uh, early. It was it was now 10 percent of the people voted early. Um, and and it, it probably will be, you know, low 20s will be whole, the whole turnout here. So, you know, you look and you say, how does that happen when there was such an important these primers, particularly in New York, where, you know, these are, are such blue districts. It's going to be a Democratic winner in November uh, how do people not really come out and make those decisions? And I'm amazed by it. I, I don't know. I don't know how you get around it, though. You know, it, it's 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 unfortunate. We are chatting with uh, longtime City Hall insider Sid Davidoff, and we are going to take a break. When we come back, we will continue the conversation because these elections may be local, but there are some signs 
that some of these races are bellwethers for the future of America, indicators of what may happen coming up in the future. We'll be right back. This is the 77 WABC primary election special. Now, here's Dominic Carter. And we are chatting with longtime City Hall expert Sid Davidoff. Sid, I want to ask you a question. Uh, Mayor Adams was a bit on the defensive today about uh, his his uh, his nighttime activity in the restaurants that he eat at. But uh, that's not really the issue right now. Adams has endorsed a number of moderate candidates, and he's trying to force the progressives out. Because they are going against his agenda. And frankly, it's all of our agendas because we need New York City to be safe. When it comes to the issue of crime that's so important, is that on the ballot uh, tomorrow as well? Yeah, I think it is. I think even it'll be certainly in November because the Republicans will make it such. But but even in the Democratic primary, um, the mayor's made it quite clear that we've got to change. Uh, the legislature and the legislation on, on bail reform, um, you know, and, and this is his program. And he's right, you know, he's right in the sense that he's leading the city and he needs the backing from the legislative legislators from this city. And he feels very strongly that we have to move. We have to move a little more center than where the legislature is now. So in June, he had a very good um, a result in terms of, of uh, of, the, uh, of keeping seven of the nine races that were at the, the DSA um, challenge uh, and got more middle-of-the-road Democrats. He hopes for the same result here in some of those state Senate districts uh, that are up for, uh, up for grabs. And it's going to be interesting. That's going to be one of the interesting to watch. You know, it's not the national thing of, 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 of Nadler and Maloney, but it is very important to us going forward with this legislative next legislative session. And and it's a sign of whether this nonsense of uh, permitting crime to run unchecked basically will continue in the city of New York. A couple of other races I want to get to before we let you go, and then we're going to take some tele- telephone calls from the public. Talk to me about the race, the Congressional 17, Sean Patrick uh, M- Maloney, who basically – uh, swapped districts without consulting uh, the incumbent, Mondell Jones, in that area. Are you following that one at all? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, Mondell Jones, he came down as running uh, in the 10th year. Uh, um, I see he's got a real uphill fight um, coming into that race. But, uh, you know, Alessandro Biagi, Biagi is a, uh, a formidable candidate. I think um, Sean Mahoney will, if I had to predict this race, I'd have to predict it for him. Uh, he is a better-known name, even though this wasn't his district. Um, and um, he's a hell of a campaign, and that's that she isn't. But, again, this is one where you have a real left candidate, progressive candidate, running against a liberal but more centrist. So I think that's a race to watch to see what people are thinking. Interesting. And of course, Biagi is the, uh, the progressive candidate in that race, correct? Right. Right. Of course. Okay. So now the upstate New York special house election, which could be a midterm bellwether. Republican Mark Molinaro, the, um, 
the county executive up against Democrat uh, Pat Ryan. Governor Kathy Hochul campaigned uh, today with uh, Pat Ryan. Are, are you looking at that race as a potential bellwether? No, I, I think that this is, uh, the August, the, the fact this is an August primary and an August election, a uh, special election, really isn't going to tell us a lot. I think it'll, we're going to have to wait much more for November because after we run, uh, and I, I think that that's going to be more important. I'm not sure that we're going to, you know, it's going to be tied to the gubernatorial campaign. Crime is going to be much more of an issue with uh, uh, Zeldin going after uh, Hochul. Um, you're going to have the Trump issue. So I, I think uh, that, that the um, we're not, we're not, we can't be sure that this is going to be – you're asking about the bellwether. I would, I would wait till November before that. I'm not going to use this as a guideline. Are you surprised going back to the 12th and we're, we're winding down now? Are you surprised between uh, Nadler and Maloney that it got this personal? I mean, they, they were allies and friends for years. I am. I've known them both for before they were in the Congress. You know, when he was in the semi when he was a city councilwoman. And, and I followed their careers. I know them well. And they're both great public servants. And I'm just. I'm sorry it's gotten to this point. It's at this point they've both been tremendous New York uh, influences. They've been important to the city, and I hate to see one of them going out this way. So um, it's disappointing, and I'm surprised. The the redistricting, and you know, no one could have ever predicted. Uh, I don't think a Hollywood writer could have predicted what was going to happen in the congressional 12th district. Right. It's just, this is a bad movie from the time that the Democrats made the decision to redistrict in the way they did to overreach, to have a judge who overturned it to a, to a, a, a you know, a, a mediator who, who drew the lines. This whole thing, we couldn't have written this script that anybody would buy. And we are chatting with Sid Davidoff on this election eve, primary eve. If if there are things that we should be watching uh, tomorrow, Sid Davidoff, what would you say they are? Bullet point by bullet point. Uh, again, I, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see some races. We may not know the result until after the absentee ballots are counted. That's but, a very good um, point. Yes, we uh, uh, and yeah, I, uh, I want to focus on that for a second. We may right. not have the actual results because uh, it, certainly in the uh, in the twelfth congressional district, uh, folks are away for the summer. You know, voting by absentee. So you're correct. We may not know in a close race. Who actually won this thing? But please continue. Right. I think that if I, if, as a New Yorker and someone who's interested in, and we've just talked about this with crime and, and where the legislature is going, the, the points I want to watch, I want to know how the the more moderate Democrats have done against the more progressives. I watch the endorsements that Adams made. Will he bring them? Well, his endorsements and those people he brought along with him bring those people over the finish line. That's what I'm going to be looking for tomorrow night. Mm, very, very good point. And and does this have the potential? My last question for you, said David, off to change Albany to change. Everyone wants to hear about the bail reform issue. That's the only thing really that counts. I, I'm giving Governor Hochul credit for uh, having uh, that man picked up in that uh, sucker punch uh, Bronx attack uh, by a parole. 
Uh, is there any indication that this primary, the first time in August in New York, that this may change the direction of Albany or is it just more getting on to possibly, potentially the right path? I believe that it, does, it will change. I think we will see some change in um, uh, some of those seats that the progressives hold or want uh, and they're not going to get. Could be wrong on this, obviously. This, you know, it's, it's, it's a toss-up. But um, I think that we're looking at this moment in time when it's so important that crime is the single number one issue for the first time in two decades um, that we must – the change in Norway must happen or we're going to be in real problems come November. Well, Sid Davidoff, we thank you very much for joining us tonight on this election special, and we look forward to chatting with you uh, in the very near future. And we'll see if the uh, predictions turn out to be accurate. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Anytime, Tommy. Thank you very much. Again, that's Sid Davidoff, lobbyist, City Hall insider expert. He knows politics like the back of his hand. Thank you for joining us. Dominic Carter here with you as we approach the bottom of the hour. We are about to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to hear directly from you, folks. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. This is the 77 WABC primary election special. Now, here's Dominic Carter. And the polls open in New York State in just a few hours at 6 a.m. And we are about to start your telephone calls. I'm looking at a uh, a New York Times breaking story that's not on the election issue. But it's important that we point it out. According to the New York Times, they are reporting that the National Archives found more than 300 classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, President Trump's uh, home, more than 150 sensitive documents when it got its first batch of materials from the former president. And this is going back in January, but helping to explain, in their opinion, the Justice Department's urgent response. So more than 300 classified uh, documents at Mar-a-Lago, the New York Times is reporting. Let's start with the telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you. Let's begin with Mark in Manhattan. Good evening, Mark. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you very much. Um, I'm an avid Zionist. I voted by mail for uh, Carolyn Maloney. Uh, I think that she has been very, very good in many, many ways, including on uh, Jewish matters. Uh, the idea that you need to have a Jewish representative in order to be sympathetic to the Jewish people is absolutely absurd. Uh, and that's, it's almost uh, offensive. Uh, Mr. Nadler, I can uh, actually has voted to allow Iran to have a bomb. Now, it sounds very nice that uh, we're going to have an agreement with Iran, but the agreement gives them the right to have a, a bomb. I, it's okay. very ambiguous whether it's so four Mark, years or six. So I hear but, you. you. You're supporting Maloney, but how do you explain the fact that based on polling, she apparently is not doing too well, and we are at the 11th hour right now? Very simple. Mr. Nadler represents the West Side, which is more highly 
politicized than her district on the east side. So a higher percentage of people who are voting are going to vote for him. There's no question. I'm sure he's going to win. I mean, you know, basically the wrong people almost always win. You know that. <laughs> okay. Well, Mark, I really appreciate your call, and you have a uh, a beautiful evening. Let's go to Joy in Manhattan. Good evening, Joy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'll take it, Joy. Good evening. But of course, I'll be back at midnight tonight live as well. Okay. Well, um, I'm glad you mentioned the races out on Long Island. It's very important um, that we keep Lee Zeldin's seat red, and I urge all Republicans to vote in the primary and to vote for Nick Lalota. He is the most capable person of keeping the seat red. He uh, is a Navy veteran. He uh, was awarded a medal in support of the global war on terrorism during his uh, tenure in the military. He is currently the chief of staff to the Suffolk County Legislature, and he was elected to the Amityville Board of Trustees. He has reduced taxes and improved services. So he's the most capable person uh, to keep the seat red among all the candidates running in the Republican primary, and I urge everybody to please go out and vote. Uh, Hey, Joy, I appreciate your call, but, but again, my point is simple. Night after night, morning after morning, I hear folks complain about our political process. And now we have a major opportunity to do something about it with all those open seats, uh, congressional seats on Long Island and uh, throughout New York State. Now is the time to do something. And 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 turnout is just not going to be there. So then what it becomes a matter of what's the point of complaining to me or complaining publicly when you had a shot to do something and and decline to do so you're absolutely right um but i actually head a uh, the west side republican club and we are growing and we have people active who keep plugging away even though the data the st- statistics are often against us okay well joy we thank you for your uh, you for can, your and um well, I, okay, I won't go there. <laughs> well, I thank you for your call this I evening. Say, you can help a lot by having many of these candidates on. Right, but but once we have them on, we, we have an obligation uh, to, to have on their counterparts uh, from the opposite party as well. But, Joy, thank you for the call. Let's go up to the Catskills. Let's say good evening to Chris. Good evening, Chris. You are on Talk evening, Radio 77 Dominic. WABC. Good evening, Dominic. An hour and a half ago, I was at that Pat Ryan rally in Kingston. Uh, Governor Hochul ah. uh, uh, introduced him, and State Senator Michelle Hinchy introduced the governor. And, uh, you know, I'll have to say, two uh, very intelligent, to competent women gave great speeches to uh, introduce Mr. Ryan. You know, it was probably 150 people there, you know, preaching to the choir type uh, situation. Turn out but the vote type rally. what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there was an internal poll that the that the Pat Ryan campaign did probably in the last week or two, and they had it has Molinaro up by three, but that's going to be well within their margin of error for a sampling size of this nature. So uh, you know they're making a final push, and we'll wait and see what happens. I think it's a it's a pick 'em kind of race. It it certainly is going to uh, be interesting, Chris. I know that you pay attention to the political process. Explain this to me, please, if you can. How is it that people 
we are expecting the turnout to be very low tomorrow. I understand it's summer, and this is the first time New York State has uh, actually done a primary in August. But then, you know, people say they want to be involved in the political process, but then don't vote. I voted on Saturday, the first day of early voting. But I think, you know, the, the, the part of New York I live in and many parts of this District 19 in this race, there is a high turnout. Generally, Republicans and conservatives turn out um, in most in all years, pretty much. And it's the Democratic Party is where they have turnouts in off-year elections for locally elected officials. But, you know, I guess there's um, people are, you know, feeling the energy with the Roe v. Wade on the Democratic side and then the problems we've had with the economy and the price of petroleum products on the Republican side. And there's obviously other issues. But it's a very interesting campaign because both of these men, Pat Ryan is running in a primary against two other candidates for District 18 to be the Democrats have run against Colin Schmidt for the district, which is going to be Southern Ulster County and Orange County and into Putnam County. And then the old District 19 that Mark Molinaro and Pat Ryan are running for now, Molinaro has to move out of the district to run in November uh, if he wins the district because they're taking all of Dutchess County out of the district. Now, Molinaro has been the Dutchess County executive for 10 and a half years. He was in the New York State Assembly for five years before that. He was in the Dutchess County legislature for five years before that. And he was the mayor of the village of Tivoli in northern Dutchess County for 10 years. And he got the job when he was 19 years old. No, I, I get so, it. And and he has a, uh, a remarkable uh, personal uh, life story in terms of uh, there was a time when his mother received food stamps and his family was on public assistance. He has a compelling story. Uh, and so the, in that race, the, and I thank you for the call, Chris. In that race, this upstate New York special house election, uh, it's Republican, uh, Mark Molinaro against Democrat Pat Ryan and Governor Hochul, as Chris just said, was up and out campaigning with Pat, uh, Ryan today, uh, trying to turn out the vote for tomorrow. I want to hear from you folks. What are the issues on your mind? Do you feel that they are being addressed or are they being ignored? As we head into primary day uh, tomorrow uh, in New York State, really all across the state, I haven't even talked about the Paladino race up in um, up in uh, near unfolding near Buffalo, where Republican Chris Jacobs uh, opted not to seek reelection after facing a backlash for voicing support for gun safety measures following that shooting in his uh, district at the uh, top supermarket. And so New York Republican Party chair Nick Langworthy is uh, up against businessman Carl Palladino looking to uh, to replace him. And Palladino is a former gubernatorial candidate with a long history of, let's just say, uh, questionable very questionable uh, comments. But we are taking your calls from now until the top of the hour. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're going get, to get to as many of the calls as we can. Let's go to Ralph in New Jersey. Good evening, Ralph. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good evening, uh, Dominic. 
Now, how do you say there would be a, a low voter turnout when, in point of fact, they allow the illegal to vote uh, on, on um, the, you know, election there? Wait, 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 Ralph. Wait, say that again, please. The, you you're talking about a low voter turnout. Yes, and they are allowing they are allowing the illegal to cast a vote. Correct. What, where are you getting that from? Well, you're not a sanctuary city for nothing. Okay. Ralph, I'm, I'm not. I'm Ralph. I'm not following a word that you're saying. All I hear is I- I- illegals voting and low turnout. I'm not following you. They are allowing illegals to vote. Who's allowing? Who is allowing illegals to vote? The city of New York. Not, not to my knowledge, they're not. I don't know not- where. Where are you getting this from? Well, they're they're they're, tra- they're, tra- they're, tra- they're trying to arrange it for the future, but the city of New York, with that initiative, has been sued and it's being it's held up in court. Oh, is that the, the situation right now? Yes, that's where the situation is uh, yes. right now. Right, so, okay, Re- regarding the crime issue, you have to live up to 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 that issue because that seems to be like the new normal right now in New York. I mean, Adam is not doing anything about it. Yeah, I. I couldn't understand the first word that you said, Ralph, but I, I thank you for the call. Um, I, I really appreciate the call. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Andrew and Stan Hope, New Jersey. Good evening, Andrew. What's on your mind? Even though I'm 50 miles away from the city, I keep up to tabs on it. It's just with Hochul and the midterm she's promoted. With her coming out against, you know, to tough on crime with that case, but where was she the other six months? You know, it just seems the timing is suspicious that all of a sudden she appears as the crime fighter, but she's been there for, you know, several months or six months. So it just seems suspicious now that they're tough on crime. Mm-hmm. Well, the Democrats. Well, you, you, you know, Andrew, um, prior to overturning Roe v. Wade, I would have said uh, the Republicans are headed for a complete landslide based on Biden and no political coattails from Biden. He's going to take Democrats down with him. But then you had then you had Roe v. Wade. That's going to energize the, the, the vote against Republicans. And then you have the issue of crime and everything else that's going wrong in the country that would have helped Republicans. So I'm using the word bellwether. I really don't know where we stand as of right now with our political process. And what I'm trying to say directly, the mood of the electorate. Dominic Carter here with you. I'll be here to the top of the hour. Coming up at the top of the hour, Bill O'Reilly. And we will be back with more of your telephone calls. This is the 77 WABC primary election special. Now, here's Dominic Carter. And we are back. One of the top races that we are following is in New York's 10th congressional district. There is progressive uh, Congressman Mondaire Jones, who currently represents a Hudson Valley seat, but is running further south to avoid another incumbent on incumbent uh, challenge like we're seeing in the 12th congressional district. 
And in that race, in the 10th Congressional District, the front runner is Daniel Goldman, the former federal prosecutor who served as counsel to House Democrats in President Trump's first impeachment trial. And uh, during this campaign, former President Trump endorsed Mr. Goldman and Congresswoman, uh, the Congresswoman in the 12th Congressional District. He endorsed her, Congresswoman Maloney. And, of course, both of those Democrats were adamant in denouncing President Trump's uh, endorsement. Here, Mr. Goldman at a uh, WPIX Channel 11 debate reacted to the endorsement from former President Trump. We should know enough by now to know that we can't take Donald Trump at his word and that he likes to meddle in elections. Last week he attacked me. Now he's pretending to endorse me to try to meddle in this election. That's Mr. Goldman, who is uh, expected to win tomorrow, uh, attempting to denounce the endorsement of former President Trump. So let's go back to the telephone calls. We are taking your calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We're taking your calls until the top of the hour when Bill O'Reilly will take over. Let's go to Joe in Staten Island. Joe on Staten Island. Good evening to you, Joe. What's on your mind? Hey, good evening, Dominic. Uh, I always call on midnights, but... uh... Here I am. I, I, I just don't understand how New Yorkers have short, such short memories. All the crime, everything that's happening is because of them. All their decisions, everything they've done through city council, through everything they pass, whether it's, uh, you know, tightening up everything on the police so they can't go out, the, the, the stop question and frisk, everything has been completely destroyed to the point where the crime is through the roof. And everybody completely forgets why this is. And you can, who in their right mind? I'd like to meet one human being that's excited to walk over to a voting booth and pull it for Jerry Nadler. With the exception of his family members, the guy is completely useless. He, wow. You know, I, I would never side with, with that, uh, the Democratic statement. It, you do need new blood. Things need to change. It's going to take Republicans. We all know that's not going to happen. But the mm-hmm. reality is these people need to go. The redistricting, I'm glad it happened. But everything that the Democrats have done have created the environment that we live in. So until that changes, this is what you're left with. And, and all these women and all these people upset about Roe versus Wade, we all know that any sort of uh, abortions are still legal in New York City. Again, they prey on the people who are not smart enough to realize that they're smart enough to read between the lines. And here's where we are at. It's it, it's all because of Democrats and anyone who walks and pulls that poll for these people, they're they're making the bed that they have to lie in, and it's constant. Well, I I mean the argument could made could be made, Joe, that it, uh, with a number of these state senate races to be decided tomorrow, even if if a person is going to vote Democratic, uh, Mayor Adams, whether you like him or hate him, he has endorsed. Uh, the moderate candidates as opposed to the progressive candidates because he says he wants change in Albany. And so, you you know, the bottom line is this, Joe, you're right on the crime front. Something has to give 
it 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 we just can't we can't continue and thank you for the call we cannot continue along the path where we are headed let's go to john in brooklyn good evening john you're on talk radio 77 wabc dominic hi i live in district 10 and i'm absolutely surprised that uh, a candidate i know personally who i think would be the best representative in the district is not doing better, and that's Mort Marin. And I was interested in hearing your thoughts about it. Well, the reason it, why I say that go is ahead. Because, go ahead. because of her involvement as both a community activist, especially with regards to education and also public safety. And right. I but, but, the, but I, hey, John, let, let's say for argument's sake that your candidate is the best thing ever. Let's just say for argument's sake. The problem with the political process is that she's got to prove it. And how do you prove it? You prove it with fundraising and you prove it by viability uh, in terms of the media. And if you can't connect in one of those fronts, it doesn't matter who the candidate is. They're not going to be successful. And so that's why, that's why, uh, uh, AOC was an absolute fluke that it, it can be done, John, but it takes a very, very, very special candidate with the ability and nonstop work to be able to crack through the political process. And and I'm saying this as someone who's not a member of her political party, but having seen her run several other campaigns in the past as well as being involved in some of her activism work. that That's how I've drawn my assessment. Right. Well, unfortunately, for the most part, John, and I thank you for the call, just being an activist, activist is not going to cut it in modern-day politics. You've got to resonate. You've got to raise the money. You've got to get out there. And if you can't raise the money to get your message out, chances are you will not be successful. Let's go to the Bronx and Kay. Good evening, Kay. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, yes. Um, there is a very good candidate. Um, his name is Michael Zambluskis. is on the Republican line. And he's running, uh, uh, I think, against uh, Marilyn, uh, Carolyn Maloney. Good luck and with that. he's against Nobel Reform. Right. So, that, that, that's wonderful. In Manhattan. That's that wonderful, to get rid but of the Nobel reform. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Get rid of the woke politicians. Right, I I hear you, but the same the same argument I just made uh, to John in Brooklyn applies in this situation. Uh, the the party enrollment numbers in New York are so overwhelming. The winner of New York's twelfth uh, congressional Democratic primary, in all likelihood is the next Congress member, and uh, unfortunately, Kay, your person will be token opposition. Um, And and, and until there's enough votes to change that process, that's just the way that it is. But, you know, I wish it were better. I really do, because we've got to do something with with the crime problem. I thank you for the call, Kay. And uh, and you have a uh, beautiful evening. Dominic Carter here with you on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm here until the top of the hour. We are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Jonathan in New Jersey. Good evening, Jonathan. Good evening. How are you? I'm well. Go right ahead, please. 
question. I understand that uh, Trump initially uh, attacked Goldman and then he turned around and supported him. And I just don't understand why he would support someone like that. Well, okay, but wait, I, I'm a little, when you say why he would support someone like that, I don't know what that like means. Goldman, yeah. But what, what does that mean? When he, you say support someone like that, is that a positive? Is that a negative? I don't understand what you mean. I mean, he endorsed, he endorsed a guy that attacked him relentlessly. Right. Completely. Against. Right. So you say, okay, so you're saying why would he endorse someone that, that uh, went after him and tried to have him, uh, you know, removed from office? Uh, because they, it, it's, it's, it's real simple, Jonathan. There is, uh, the belief that, uh, if you listen to Carolyn Maloney and Mr. Goldman, they say that former President Trump did those endorsements as a way of influencing and impacting the political process. So some will say he did it to spite Democrats. Uh, in terms of the endorsements, I mean, I wasn't in the former president's head, so I don't know exactly why he did what he did in that situation. But we do thank you for the telephone call, Jonathan. So we are just hours now to be exact. We are, uh, we are nine hours, nine hours away from when polls open in New York. This is the first primary in New York. That's being held, uh, in August, the first August primary that is, uh, coming up. And this is following the primaries that were delayed, the primaries that were delayed, uh, after a judge ordered a redrawing of political maps. So, so that's how we got to this situation on Long Island. Uh, three open house seats, plenty of candidates. Uh, in New York, we have the 12th Congressional District. That is the hotly contested race between Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney squaring off against another longtime member of Congress, uh, Gerald Nadler. You also have a third candidate in the 12th Congressional race, and that is uh, Siraj Patel, a 38-year-old attorney who says it's now time for a new generation of leaders. So, Natler in that race has the Times endorsement and Senate Minority Leader Charles Schumer, but turnout will be low. We are also closely watching the 10th Congressional uh, District race there. Daniel Goldman, the former federal prosecutor, a former federal prosecutor, is the uh, front runner. We will have a lot coming up. Uh, as it relates to primary day tomorrow, tomorrow in New York, I will be back at midnight. And that's all right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up is Bill O'Reilly.